Hey, it is so good to be together again. We thank our worship team for having led us in a beautiful time of worship. And I commend you for taking time to be with us in the Lord's presence in worship and in the Word. Jesus said, let your light shine before men. <laughs> so, how brightly is your light shining today? <laughs> Let's talk about this today in this message simply called Shine. Now, <laughs> I know what you may be thinking. Pastor, this is the first Sunday of October. We are barely three months away from the end of the year. It has been a difficult and painful year for many of us. Many of us are tired, despondent, and wondering how we are going to have the energy to make it to the end of the year. <laughs> and you ask me, Pastor, how am I shining? I am not shining. <laughs> At best, I am merely flickering. And I hear you, and I understand how and why Many of you may be feeling this way. Yes, it has been a difficult year. Not just a difficult year, but a difficult 16 months. What started off as a possible short-term lockdown has become a prolonged and painful lockdown process. And nothing has returned to normal, has it? We are now in modified level one lockdown but it is still far from normal, right? This global pandemic has multiplied stress levels in individuals and families, causing many to feel tired, disoriented, fearful, and even hopeless at times. So how on earth can one shine when surrounded by such gloom and darkness? Pastor, how can you talk about light when there is so much darkness in the world? <laughs> well, uh, first of all, in my defense, let me say this. I am just a messenger, okay? So don't shoot the messenger. Second, given that there is so much darkness around, perhaps it may be a good time and a good thing to talk about light. Those of you who think you are just a flicker, listen, when there is darkness, even a flicker is a welcoming light. Keep that in mind, okay? And third, and this is the most important, Jesus, he is the one who said that we must shine in the world. And if he said it, it is because he can enable us to be a light in our dark world, in spite of the local and global circumstances around us. So, let us consider what Jesus said. Our text today comes from Matthew chapter 5, and I am reading from verses 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men 
that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. This statement of Jesus is a challenge, it is an admonition, and it is a privilege all in one. So let this message bring encouragement to you today, but also some correction. Let it bring teaching and guidance to you, but also reveal the priceless privilege that we have every single day. Who does Jesus say is the visible light of the world now? Well, in this passage, he is talking to his disciples. In verse 1 of chapter 5 of Matthew, it says, And seeing the multitudes, he, Jesus, went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. All right? So his primary audience was his disciples. Now, we know as we read on the chapter that uh, many others came to join the crowd and some came to criticize him. But this message was for his followers. So, who does Jesus say is the visible light of the world now? His followers. Today, (laughs) you know who that is? It is you and me. If you are a follower of Jesus, you are a light for Jesus. You are the light of the world. You are the light of your world. Did you know that? Now, do you believe that? You and I need to become aware of that because that is what Jesus said. Now, You might say, but didn't Jesus say that he is the light of the world? Yes, he did say that. John 9, 5, Jesus said, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So, yes, Jesus is the light of the world. And he states clearly over here that as long as he is in the world on planet Earth, He is the visible light of the world. Jesus also said this, John 8, 12. Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. Now listen carefully. He says, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Did you hear that? Notice that what Jesus said. If you are a follower of Jesus, you have the light of life. No matter where Jesus is, walking on earth 2,000 years ago or in heaven right now. If you are his followers then and now, if you are his follower, you have the light of life inside of you. Now listen. Jesus is not on earth anymore. Forty days after his resurrection, he ascended up to heaven. But his light 
remained in his followers. <laughs> so from that day on, from that day that he ascended on, our text of this morning became a reality, a living reality. We are the visible light of the world, amen? Jesus cannot be seen by the world unless he is seen in us. So, <laughs> how are you shining today? How does your light shine before men? Jesus said in verse 16 of Matthew 5, Let your light so shine before men, and now he explains how this happens, that they may see your good works, you see, and glorify your Father in heaven. <laughs> so your light, the light that is in you, is seen by your good works or deeds. Our light is seen by the way we conduct ourselves, by the way we conduct our lives. A commentary on this passage Put it this way, let your life, your pure conversation, and your faithful instructions be everywhere seen and known. Always, in all societies, in all business, at home and abroad, in prosperity and adversity, let it be seen that you are a real Christian. In other words, in every area that you intersect with the world around you, let it be seen that you are a real follower of Christ. Whether circumstances are good or adverse, let it be seen by those around you that you are a Christian. Now, understand this. You do not do good works to be saved or to impress people. You cannot save yourself or improve your chances of making it to heaven by doing more good deeds. Listen, only Jesus can save you. The Bible is clear. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace... You have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. Listen, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. <laughs> you see, salvation is a gift of God. A gift is something you receive. It is not something you work for. Amen? Salvation is a gift that you receive. And the Bible makes it clear that if salvation was by works, we would be boasting about how much more we have done than others. <laughs> you also don't do good deeds to impress people. That is what the Pharisees in the days of Jesus did. They loved to impress others by their good deeds. And I'm sure a lot of boasting was going on among them. That 
should never be the motivation of our good deeds. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 to 4, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds, your good deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound the trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward, which is the glory from men. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret. And your father, who sees in secret, will himself reward you openly. You see, if you want to do good things to be seen, then that is your reward. You were seen, <laughs> but no reward from your father. In other words, because of your boastful attitude, your good deeds did not please the father. The motivation for our good deeds should be to do what pleases the Father. Our motivation should be that the Father may be glorified. True Christians act to glorify God and they care very little what people think of them. Listen, the only time, the only time that we care what people think of us is when we care that by our conduct, Others may be brought to honor God, right? We should live in such a way that people may see our conduct, our deeds, uh, what is the proper nature of our faith, amen? Now, will everyone, listen carefully, will everyone who sees your good deeds praise your heavenly Father? And the answer is no, no. Listen, who did more good deeds than Jesus did in his lifetime here on earth? Yet many rejected him. The apostles, they did many good works, but not everyone praised God because of their lives. But there were those who were blessed by the good works of Jesus and of the apostles. And what today? Blessed by your good deeds. The point is not to do good deeds to get recognition of people, but to do good deeds out of love for God and out of love for people. That is what Jesus did. That is what the apostles did. And this is what we have been taught to do. The important thing is to let our lights shine by our Christian Conduct. We do it to honor God. In the process, there are some who will be drawn to God by our conversation or by our deeds. Some will be encouraged. Some will be challenged to get more committed to the Lord. Some will be blessed. Some will come to salvation. Our goal is simply to shine. When you allow the life of Jesus to flow through you as you do life. You let 
the light of Jesus through. Your light will shine through your attitude. Your light will shine through your disposition, vivacious or versus disconnected. Your light will shine through your love. You know, drawing people closer instead of distancing them from you. Your light will shine through your help. Be engaged in helping others instead of being disengaged and avoiding to help others. Now, you may say that you would like to shine, but your circumstances don't allow. There may be financial or material constraints. There may be relational problems in marriage or family or partnership. There may be physical hindrances like sickness, illness, impairment, maybe age, maybe you're homebound. Maybe time, you know, too busy at work, too busy in business, in studying, in sports, not enough time for family and so on. Faith may be an issue with you. You know, you feel distant from God or you feel your faith is weak or you're battling to pray or to have a devotional. You're battling to, to come to church or watch online. Maybe circumstances. The global pandemic, family stress, personal stress, uncertainty, confusion due to conspiracy theories around COVID, the vaccine, about government manipulation and control of the masses, loss of loved ones. There may be so many things that you feel are hindering you from shining your light. Yes, and all of these have had an emotional toll on our lives, like I said earlier, and for some of us more than others. And yet... The Word of God indicates that even in these situations, we can still shine by the energy that the Spirit of God gives us. So many Bible characters went through similar or parallel situations in their lives and times, and yet they shone until the end. You see, now, is the time to draw strength from the Lord through prayer, intercession, spiritual warfare, worship, reading and studying of the word, attending services in person and online, talking to fellow believers, asking for prayer and for counsel. And as you strive to let your light shine in this world, I want you to remember the following two points. Number one, I want to encourage you to not grow weary. In Galatians 6, 9, the word tells us, let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. My brother, my sister, do not lose heart. Not now, because you will reap the harvest in the Lord for doing good. And then number two, I want to remind you that you will never be sinless, but that you can sin less. Amen. Matthew 5, 8, Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. To be pure in heart means to have integrity. It does not mean that you never sin, that you never make mistakes. Listen, Abraham, Moses, David, Paul, they all had integrity, but none of them were perfect. Integrity means that you have a heart committed to God. People look on the outside, but God looks at the heart. And you can sin less if you maintain a heart that is pure and devoted to God. And in that way, 
you shine your light. Hallelujah. Let me read you our text again and, and pull out some important principles. You're going back again to Matthew 5, verses 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. You see, you don't hide lights. You don't hide city lights. And you don't hide lights at home. They exist to shine. If faith exists in our hearts, it cannot be hidden. If you have faith, it cannot be be concealed. Verse 16, he says, let your light so shine before men, okay, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. If your faith is not affecting the way you live day to day, then it does not exist. My faith must affect the way I live every day. You see, those who say they have faith in Christ but live like other people, like the world does, then they have never truly surrendered to Christ. Because when you surrender to Christ and you put your faith in Him, your faith will be revealed in your life. Those who try <laughs> to hide their faith in Christ by not living according to the faith principles they know, they injure the cause of Christ and render their lives useless. It's like taking a lamp and hiding it under a basket. You render the lamp useless. Good deeds, they will be seen and will lead people to honor God. You may not even mention the name of the Lord while doing something good for someone, but later that person may honor the Lord for it. Glorify your Father in heaven, Jesus said. That means that people will praise or honor God or be led to worship Him. Seeing in your life the effect of faith and even the power and, and purity of the gospel, they may be one to Christ also and give praise and glory to God for His mercy to a lost world. So, <laughs> how brightly is your light shining today? If we have no other way of doing good, if we are poor or unlearned or unknown, we can still shine our light and do good deeds in our lives. No sincere and humble Christian lives in vain. Did you hear that? The feeblest light at midnight, that flickering light is of use. I also remind you again that shining your light does not mean to be a perfect Christian. I've mentioned Bible heroes who were people of integrity, but were not perfect. So shine the light that you have where you are. And as you grow in faith and knowledge and obedience, <laughs> let it shine brighter. Light and works are intertwined. We need the light of Christ in order to do good works. Our good works are 
are like light shining upon the hearts of people around us. So church, come on, let's not grow weary of shining our lights. In all that you do, in all that you share on social media, in all your conduct, shine the light of Christ. And may many people glorify our Father because of your light, because of our light. Amen. Praise God. Let's close together in prayer. Father, what a privilege it is to be the light of the world. What a privilege it is to have your light inside of us and then get to share it with the world around us. And so, Father, we humbly ask you to help us. Help our weaknesses. Help our frailties, Lord. So many of us at times feel like our lights are merely a flicker. And yet, Lord, the world needs that flicker. And Lord, may that flicker grow more and more and become a, a bright, shining light in all of our lives, Father. Everyone watching this program, everyone listening to this message, God, enable us to be your lights on this world that you may bring glory to your name, Father. And we pray this in Jesus' name, hallelujah. May the Lord enable you to shine brightly this week. Go into this week with the awareness that you are light. You carry the light of Christ. May you shine brightly wherever you go. See you next Sunday. Amen.